This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network. With a look at markets, I'm Randy Conan. Grain markets put in a rather tough week while the livestock markets perform well. Allendale Chief Strategist Rich Nelson said weather and geopolitical news had the grain markets moving in opposite directions on Friday. So all eyes right now are on this uh, signing of this uh, Ukraine grain deal here today, so it's certainly one issue we're discussing. Secondary focus for the grains is this discussion about this uh, cooling temperature and abundant rains for the eastern Corn Belt, but certainly this changing forecast will be happening about uh, 10 days out from now. So as far as right now, still uh, trying to see what type of volume is waiting around these lower prices and potentially any rebounds in these next few days. U.S. Commodities President Don Rose says traders were taking war premium out of the wheat market while the soybean market still has a bit of a weather story. Soybeans uh, still tried to hold a little bit better, as uh, we know the crop can still be threatened uh, more on the soybeans and corn going forward in August. So risk-off trade, uh, recessionary fears, uh, rising interest rates, all adds up to uh, seasonally uh, market goes down to uh, market pressing this week. Lowen and Associates market analyst Matt Hines expects the wide swings that we've seen in the grain markets to continue, though until more is known about the size of this year's crop. You know, some wild ranges and, you know, wild moves will definitely continue. Um, you know, and, and the comment has always been made that you got to continue to feed the bull to keep it to rally. Um, it's kind of been a question of mine ever since I started brokering. Why don't you have to feed a bear? But uh, <laughs> that, is, that is at least the comments we make. Grain market remains very volatile. Bolt marketing market analyst Dwayne Bussey says it's still very much a weather market. Model updates are just starting to come out. We're seeing just a little bit drier than yesterday for next week. So that's given the market a little bit of a pop going into the noon uh, <laughs> noon hour here. It's still the western corn belt we're really watching. It's been dry there. If we can get some more rains in the western corn back corn belt next week, probably look for some more downside pressure and more fund liquidation. They got about 100,000 contracts of longs left in corn. And if we get a forecast that's non-threatening next week, they might exit all of them and push these corn a little closer down to $5. And while the grain markets uh, struggled this week, the livestock markets put in a, a better week. Agrisampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says the livestock market doing noticeably better as weather is impacting weight gain. Seen a lot of cattle move, particularly in the south this week. It's keeping cash prices down. There's a lot of heat stress. Everything, if you can picture an area, let's say from Amarillo all the way up through Dodge City, all the way up to say Ogallala or North Platte, Nebraska, that area is seeing intense heat. We have a lot of feedlots there. And I think guys are going to have to move their cattle whether they want to or not. And that's keeping cash prices down. Allendale Chief Strategist Rich Nelson said the livestock market was waiting for Friday's livestock reports. The cattle on feed should report, uh, should, uh, report about a 5% year-over-year drop in placements for June. So we will see this lighter supply in that Dece through March time frame show up. Also, the biannual cattle report. This one should show a 3% year-over-year drop in the beef cow herd, confirming uh, four uh, years in a row of, of, uh, of beef cow liquidation. 
So a lot of discussion about some tight supplies 2023 through 2026. South Dakota continues to lead the nation in the expansion of the dairy industry. During June, South Dakota dairy farms added 21,000 milk cows and increased production by 15%. In Minnesota, milk production dropped 1%. In the 24 major dairy states, June milk output was up three-tenths of 1%. That's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. You spent hours caring for, feeding, and grooming your animals. You put in the hours every day, all in preparation for that time in the show ring. You are a 4-H member, and you know a thing or two about work, responsibility, and respect. NDFB sees your dedication and your care. They thank you and salute you. You are the next generation of leaders on the farm and in our hometown communities. Learn more about NDFB at ndfb.org. Follow the Red River Farm Network as we report agriculture's business from the Wheat Quality Council's North Dakota Spring Wheat Tour. Our coverage presented by Acres Away Ag Services. We'll be reporting on wheat conditions and quality throughout North Dakota on this tour starting Monday, July 25th through Thursday, July 28th in Fargo. That's the Wheat Quality Council's North Dakota Spring Wheat Tour coverage presented by Acres Away Ag Services here on the Red River Farm Network. With a look at this week in news, I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. A deal is in place to resume shipments of grain from Ukrainian ports. Ukraine, Russia, Turkey and the United Nations signed the agreement in place for 120 days. It's a renewable agreement. The Turkish government will guarantee safe passage for commercial ships from Odessa and two other Ukrainian ports. A parallel agreement will facilitate Russian grain and fertilizer exports. U.N. Secretary General Antonio Guterres worked on the deal in an attempt to avoid a global food crisis. Global Commodity Analytics and Consulting President Mike Zuzalo has been skeptical a safe grain shipping corridor can be established in the Black Sea for Ukrainian grain exports. If I do get a paper agreement, I wonder if it can last more than a day or two. U.S. farmers are starting to think about fall fertilizer. Stonex Group Fertilizer Specialist Josh Linville says the best decision for your farm may look different from others. If you're willing to pay the money today to make sure you got your product, you're probably going to pay a little more. If you're willing to wait, you do run that risk that everybody in the marketplace is going just in time to supply model, which is a little less reliable, if you will. But I think at the end of the day, I mean, it's very mixed out there from what we're hearing. Prices for all eight major fertilizers remain higher than this time last year. Here's DTN fertilizer reporter Russ Quinn with the details. Map is the lowest, uh, 44% more expensive as MAP uh, than a year ago. Uh, starter fertilizer 10340 is 45% higher, and then DAP is 49%, urea is 47% higher, uh, UAN 28 is 64% higher, UAN 32 is 68% higher, potash, the only one that was higher this week, is 77% more expensive, and then anhydrous is sitting at right at 100% higher compared to uh, a year ago. The U.S. International Trade Commission ruled against imposing tariffs on nitrogen fertilizers imported from Russia, Trinidad, and Tobago. The decision comes after CF Industries filed a petition with the ITC last year seeking tariffs on urea ammonium nitrate. The ITC decision takes effect immediately. The U.S. 
USDA's Farm Service Agency revised the payment rate through the Livestock Indemnity Program. That's a big deal for North Dakota livestock producers. More than 2,000 notices of loss were submitted to county FSA offices this year due to the spring blizzard or other extreme weather conditions. North Dakota Farm Service Agency State Executive Director Marcy Svenningson explains the calf rate payment changes. That rate now instead of 0 to 250 pounds paying out at 175 the new bottom tier is zero to 399 pounds, and that will pay out at $474.38. If producers already signed up for the program, updates and payments will be automatically processed. If producers suffered losses from the spring blizzard or this summer heat and haven't signed up for the program, Svenningson says there is still time. The Minnesota State Cattlemen's Association searching for its new executive director. Allison Vanderwall accepted a position with FormaFeed as a nutritional formulation specialist. Vanderwall hired by the Cattlemen's Association in February 2020. Palmer Amaranth is confirmed in North Dakota's Trail County. Agriculture Commissioner Doug Goring said the exact location is not known. It was found, but no pictures were taken to identify, you know, having some geographical indicators in place so that we knew exactly where it was. The county weed officer, when they were told about this and went to that location, there was no Palmer Amaranth there. But based off from the fact that we did have positive identification of the vegetation as Palmer Amaranth, we are at least listing it and we are making people aware that it was found in Trail County. Goring said Palmer Amaranth is not being adequately identified. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. Hello, Shane with Irie Insurance. We are proud to announce our Benefits Connect platform. You will have more options with Irie Insurance Benefits Connect. You have choices. Do you know who your group agent is? Do you meet annually to review benefits? Would you like to save money? Would you like more benefits? You have choices. We take a different approach to providing benefits through education, communication, and a personal touch. To find out more about Irie Insurance, go to irieinsurance.com. From Roseau to Aberdeen and Benson to Rugby, we cover agriculture here on the Red River Farm Network. Agriculture is big business, and we cover it that way with markets, market analysis, crop progress reports, USDA crop and supply demand reports, farm policy, and trade issues. We focus on the news that drives the markets. If it affects your bottom line, you'll hear about it here on the Red River Farm Network. Go online to rrfn.com. You'll find news, podcasts, weather, and more. With a look at weather this week in agriculture, I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. National Weather Service Bismarck-based meteorologist Matthew Johnson says as we look towards the weekend, there are cooler temperatures and a touch of severe weather in the forecast. There's a possibility for some severe weather this um, afternoon through evening across the north-central portion of the state. Um, right now it kind of shows like it looks like this stuff might initiate into Canada and kind of move into some of the northeastern counties here in North Dakota. I mean, north central, northeastern counties. So we're kind of monitoring that and seeing how it develops. And then there is a possibility of some thunderstorms moving in um, late tomorrow. I mean, yeah, early tomorrow morning and possibly uh, across the central portion of the state. Winter wheat harvest is happening north and along I-90 in South Dakota. Harvesters are reporting exceptional wheat yields, good test weights, and protein. Here's South Dakota Wheat Commission Executive Director Reed Christofferson. 
custom harvesters are busy and we're seeing pictures come in on social media from their activities and that we expect that that harvest is just going to continue to march up the Missouri River over the next day or so. Many producers are reporting 80 plus and um, so uh, we're looking at that uh, very strong and uh, we uh, expect that as we get west of the Missouri River, uh, northwest of Pier, that'll drop off a bit with a little thinner wheat. Uh, they just had the, the heat and the uh, the drought conditions at the wrong time. So, But on the uh, areas that are harvesting already, we're seeing some very, very good reports. Christofferson says test weights are on par at 60 pounds per bushel. Richard Syverson, who farms northwest of Benson, Minnesota, in Swift County, is seeing the first few tassels on his corn. The thing about the late start was that by the time we did get the crop in the ground, the ground was warm. It came out of the ground very rapidly with excellent stands. I had shortened up the maturities on my corn hybrids uh, 7 to 10 days uh, when we passed the 20th of May and didn't have any anything planted yet. And so on an average basis, we're probably not that uh, bad off. Iverson says there is still potential for an APH or better crop if it gets adequate rainfall. And U.S. Durham Growers Association President Scott Monkey says some of the North Dakota Durham crop is starting to head out. It's late. Some of the early crop that I've seen, and I haven't gotten to travel a whole bunch, but I mean, it's there's earlier stuff that's headed out. My crop is just starting to head out to Durham. It's got potential, but it all is going to depend on the weather. We've been really wet, so... I've got a lot of spots that were drowned out or yellowy from over being over wet, so they didn't make it. And I mean, what's there looks looks good, but we'll see how the weather plays out in the next month or so. Cropland hosted its field day this last week, where it announced a new variety of sunflower. Cropland U.S. product manager Mark Torno says the variety called Air helps cut time by giving the ability to tank mix beyond and express herbicides. We're excited to, to launch a brand new sunflower herbicide trait called AIR, and it is the ability to spray beyond and express, be broad coverage uh, basically across the group two herbicide families, and be able to choose which type of herbicide system you want to use based on what weeds are there. Or, uh, which I think is really the future, is tank mixing them together and really getting the best of both worlds. You get the grass control that we're starting to get resistance to on clethodim, and combined with the broadleaf control that Express gives us on, on weeds like Canada thistle. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. Farming can be a frustrating business at times. Even when commodity prices are looking pretty good, a storm can roll through and ruin your ability to make a profit. Thankfully, you can protect yourself with a hail insurance policy through Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Our insurance specialists will work with you to find the right coverage for your acres. To get started, turn to the experts in every field by contacting your local Egg Country office. World Weather Incorporated Senior Meteorologist Drew Lerner is your trusted source for agricultural weather. From the Northern Plains, we do expect some showers to develop and a couple of thunderstorms. The majority of the meaningful rain, though, is going to be in southern Canada. To South America, Buenos Aires, La Pampa, and Cordoba, but it doesn't occur until we get into next week, leaving plenty of time for changes in the forecast. Drew Lerner, only on the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.